Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So if you've been watching the Olympics, which is so fun, you often say to yourself, geez, look at these people. I mean, how do they do that? Is this just natural ability? Did they work really hard? We know they worked really hard. I mean, you can't do some of that stuff. Some of it's fear-based. They have none. And if they're going to do those ski jumps and things, then you know that this is something that they just can do. But how do you train like they do? Is it even possible for us to do that? My guest today is James Laval. He's a clinical pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and metabolic expert. Welcome to the show, James. So training like the Olympians. I mean, obviously, if you're uh, um, an Olympic heavyweight lifter, you know, somebody like that, maybe we can't do that. But if you're training how maybe the ski team does or the ice hockey team. Is there a way for us to kind of do those same exercises? What are they doing? Well, you know, I think the first thing that, uh, that happens is, is that, you know, I think it's harder for all of us that are in our daily jobs, and then we want to train hard to go on top of what we do in our daily life. Um, that's pretty tough. And so, you know, for the Olympians, I think the first thing to keep in mind is that they've got their nutrition that's planned, they've got their physical medicine, or, or you know, they're getting body work, and their physical therapist, and they're probably going and doing neurofeedback to really improve their mind. There's all kinds of things that they get deployed in order to maximize their results. I think there's things that we can do, too. I think the big thing that's interesting, I think for the everyday person, they fight to get muscle mass. I think the Olympian, who could be on the borderline of overtraining, fight to not lose their lean muscle mass. And I, and I think it's a very fine line between the two. You know, I talked to several Olympians that you know, have been clients over the years, and, you know, they, they always estimate the same thing, that upwards of 10% of Olympians won't end up, you know, they compete for the Olympics, they don't make it, and they don't make it either because of some cold or flu bug that hits them or a non-contact injury. And, of course, 50% of all non-contact injuries are due to imbalances in nutrition. So what are the first things you can do to train like an Olympian? Well, the first thing is, is don't overtrain. So I hear so many people that say, I get up and do a boot camp every day at 4.30, and then I go to Orange Theory at 6 o'clock, and then I do a yoga class after. You're probably overtraining, and I yeah. find more and more people uh, that don't understand the importance of rest and sleep to meet their successful fitness goals. So that's the big first one. Um, and then I think, obviously, great nutrition is yep. so important. Fueling your body is so important if you're going to get results. Well, see, okay, I'm so glad, first of all, that you brought up rest and sleep. And James, in my situation, my son is a gymnast. And he is a senior now and captain of the team. And he wants to go to college and do gymnastics and go into sports medicine. But he had to learn first about overtraining, about rest, and about nutrition. And yeah. now he's learning to meal prep and eggs and brown rice and plenty of vegetables. And he's really, I mean, it, it blows me away how great he eats better than 10 people I know. But he's realized the, the advantage of rest 
and then all of those other modalities. So, yes, when you're in a sport like gymnastics, injury rates high, there's things you got to do, physical therapy, but like you say, these Olympians have people with them all the time. So if somebody wants to train hard, one and done is what you're saying, one class, one workout for yeah. the day. Right. One and done, work the flexibility into it somehow. So, you know, if, if people want to use the new kind of hot vibrating rollers to break up their fascia, that's fine. But try to, if, you know, if you're not going to go to somebody like a therapist or a massage therapist to work on your body to keep your pliability to your muscles, I think it's something people should work on. They should make sure that their muscles stay supple. And one of the biggest things they can do, look, I, I look for cheats and shortcuts all the time for people because the average person's busy. You know, they work a 10-hour day, they run to the gym, they work out, and then they leave, and then they go home and they get in their life. I love it when they drink a protein drink post-exercise. I know the last time I talked to you, I mentioned a compound called Velocitol. My son, who's an Arizona State-bound middle linebacker who also wow. had to learn the value of eating well, good nutrition, maintaining lean mass, I used Velocitol with him the last three months uh, while he's training, getting ready to, to enter college. And, I mean, the, the kid's put on 10 pounds of lean mass. He's recovering better from exercise. Oh, so I, I think gotta... there's interesting new things. I absolutely yeah, you're, you're, forgot. You're... We did discuss that, and I have to get that because Clayton's about to get into season. So I oh, think that... He will love it. I'm, I'm telling you, it's Velocitol is the ingredient. But if you want to get a quick way to get it, because that's where I buy it for my kid, GNC has got a product called Beyond Raw... BCAAs, and that's the one I use on my son. And I mean, I, I'm just telling you as a parent, and I've used a lot of different nutrients for my son. I'm in the business. I've designed things for, for companies. I've written four databases on natural products. This is one of those real winners. So for your son, for Clayton, this will be a, a, just an absolute win. And, you know, I worked with some of the Olympians on the last Olympics that won gold in, in gymnastics. I understand their demands, and I love that you're teaching him how to eat already because it is probably the single most important thing is protein replenishment after you work out. If you're trying to train like an Olympian, protein replenishment after you work out and make sure you get adequate you know, carbs, fats, proteins that are of great quality and plenty of vegetables in order to really get the, 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 the minerals that you need in order to succeed when you train. And I don't care whether you're an Olympian. Or you're just trying to get through your next, you know, yoga lattes class or whatever it is you're doing. Um, <laughs> you need to, you got to get to that spot, right, where you're taking care of yourself, eating right, more lean proteins in the morning, you know, getting that exercise in, getting plenty of rest at night, and then learning, you said it, diaphragmatic breath before we got on the air. You said something about breathing through the diaphragm. Yep. You got it. That's the other one I tell people, if you want to learn to train like a professional, all my pro athletes, I teach them how to do diaphragmatic breath so they can balance their nervous system, and that is key to keeping your brain and your muscles connected. That is so absolutely important. Do you feel like chocolate milk is not quite enough if people really want to give themselves a hard workout? <laughs> Come on, I mean, Come you know, on, we hear from ACSMY. <laughs> Why? I'm going to do that oh because, you know, chocolate milk is being touted now, <laughs> and they're saying, you know, it's got the good protein. I mean, for somebody like your son or mine, I mean, if I have nothing in the house, I'll give him some chocolate milk and say, down this until I can figure out something else for you right away. But, yeah, protein shakes definitely add more. But what do you think for the average Joe? 
Or I'm, I'm, the reason I'm not a big uh, cow's dairy chocolate milk person is my son, for example, breaks out with bad acne when he drinks dairy. And that's in the literature <laughs> that people have. That, that not trying to he laugh at him. He can't drink cow's milk. <laughs> yeah. He can't drink cow's milk. It's not going to work for him. He doesn't want to have a bunch of pimples at 18. Yeah. And, and it makes a big difference for him. And there's kids that have problems with lactose intolerance or dairy intolerance. And so, you know, I think... Um, if you can't make a protein shake, yeah, do some cow's milk. If you don't want to do, if you, if you can't do cow's milk, you can get Ripple, which is kind of a really cool pea protein, uh, drink that they've got chocolate flavored. It has a similar profile, but better protein than regular, regular milk in terms of its profile. That's a great brand. It's, it's national called Ripple. Now. Um, Ripple, R-I-P-P-L-E. And you're not talking uh, about the old fashioned alcohol that we would find <laughs> in a paper bag that... Yeah, oh, that, that was Ripple. I, I, I don't know. I remember that yeah. as a teenager anyway. Um, uh, you and I are from the same age. I remember I'm, that as well. I guess probably <laughs> we are. So, okay, so we've got our, our post-protein, you know, something that we get in in that first 30, 45 minutes post-workout. When it comes to working out, do you think yes. it's more important, if you really want to get what these guys have now, cross-country skiers, bless their hearts, they just have so much energy expenditure, it blows me away. But for the rest yeah, of us going Jack on Russell our Terriers. treadmill, what? <laughs> they're Jack Russell Terriers, right? They, they just are. They, they just can't get, they can't, can't, can't get rid of the energy. Right? You can't get rid of the energy, and, but for the rest of us going on our treadmills or ellipticals or taking a walk outside or whatever, besides our cardiovascular... Is general weight training, when we hear about, you know, the standard body workout going from the lower body to the upper body, lunges, squats, then core and, you know, planking and bicep curls and all that, is is all of that enough or do you need to start up in the game a little bit and figuring it out and one leg straight deadlifts or, you know, any of these things that maybe people don't know as much about? Sure. I think that the more... Um you know, uh, advanced movements, like the single leg movements, balancing movements, all those kind of things I think are really important. But I think what people need to get first are good ground-based, stable exercises. And I, and I think the other thing is they got to get with someone who will help evaluate, you know, what are good exercises for them to start with? Like, where are their structural limitations? What muscles are weak? Which ones are out of balance? I can give you a good example. If I just go down and I do planks, I'm going to have a stiff, stiff lower back, you know, tomorrow. So I've got to warm myself up to be able to do planks because of the way my posture, my glutes, and all the training I did when I was young, I, you know, I'm, I'm still working on I'm winding all of those sins uh, in, into my age now at 58, right? So I think that, yes, ground-based exercises, the basics are really still good. People get benefit from them if they're working hard. I, you know, the person that you know, does 10 reps with their curls and sets the weight down, hardly worked, hardly breathed deep, didn't really push themselves, well, that's not going to do much. So if they're, if they're working relatively hard, and uh, those are great, but I do like some of the more advanced uh, unilateral movements, one-legged movements, one-arm movements. I do, too. Um, you know, I think that some of them are just exceptional. And then, you know what? A little bit of plyometrics, a little bit of explosiveness, depending on whether you've got an injury or not, I think provides some benefit, and it kind of makes it fun, right? So movement-based weights I think are interesting as well. Um, but once again, you have to stage them. You know, I think it's a big problem people get into when they, they see the Olympics or they they – they order P90X, right? They go right into some really advanced movements, and then they get an injury, and it sets them back 12 weeks. 
And that, that's the part that I, I always caution people, if you want to really get after it, progress into your training as you get more fit, you get better, you get more pliable, more flexible, strong, you try more advanced techniques. If they have little time, and none of us have time to exercise, James, we make time, and that's what you and I, as fitness experts, probably have to tell everybody every day, you have to make the time, you don't have the time, nobody does. If you had to choose or to tell people, if they want to be more like the Olympians and have that good low, you know, good lean mass, and uh, would they be doing cardio if they had to choose? No. Cardio or weights? Strength, 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 strength. It'd be weights, and it would be weights with a pretty good cadence, and I would be alternating upper and lower body. If I've only got, uh, you know, 40 minutes four times a week, I'm doing strength training, and I'm alternating my upper and lower body, and I'm uh, moving pretty briskly, trying to keep my heart rate moderately up, and uh, I think I'm going to get some decent results out of that if I've got limited time. It's not going to be running on a treadmill. Okay, now why why is that? And if somebody's trying to really get their heart in good shape, maybe they want to train for a marathon, maybe they want to do any of these things, but where they want to lose weight, you know, they really want to get that fat down. And we know that strength training right. does burn fat, but after the fact, because your muscles are denser, but cardio burns it while you're doing it. What then would you tell them? Does it based on your priorities? I think it could be based on your priorities, and I think it could also be based on where you're at physically. If I've got somebody who's, you know, 350 pounds and I'm trying to get them to lose weight, I may start them with walking on a treadmill, and their end goal is to uh, compete in a marathon one day, right? I don't know what it is, um, but, I, but I do think that in general, if you're trying to just, you know, get heart conditioned, you can do hit training on a treadmill. You could do the four-minute interval runs where it's, you know, 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. You can do a Tabata. So Tabatas are interesting, right, where you're doing 10-minute Tabatas. Um, I think the big thing is, and you mentioned it, you've got to maintain lean mass to maintain your metabolism, no matter who you are. Lean mass. Muscle is the metabolism. It's the currency of your metabolism. It is what drives your metabolism. So it's really important that you're incorporating strategies that build lean mass. That's why I always encourage people to try to do some strength training. Um, And if they have a desire to do uh, any kind of distance events, well, sure, they're going to have to train because they want to do that distance event. That's a specific goal. Like, I want to do a Tough Mudder. I want to do a triathlon. Then you have to train sports-specific may not be the best thing for you in the long run if you don't have the right nutrition on board, right? I mean, there's a lot of folks get into trouble doing those distance events. Um, but, but I think that, in general, a basic weight training program is part of anybody's fitness. It helps build bone density. Uh, it helps maintain, uh, maintain lean mass. Stability is your aging. Strength is your aging. I really like it as a, as a cornerstone. And then... Do all the other things that you want to do if you're going to get into it, because guess what? If you're going for a marathon, you're planning on more than a 30-minute workout each day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you have to to see what your goals are, 
We, you know, that's absolutely something that has to be talked about is what are your goals? Where are you looking to take this? Is weight loss your goal? Is preventing heart disease your goal? Is becoming an Olympian your goal? Is whatever it is. And so you look to that, and then this has been really great advice. So wrap it up for us, James. Training like an Olympian, can we do it? What should we be really concentrating on, you know, for the average Joe and and how should we spend our best time in the gym or at home, wherever we work out? Well, training, training like an Olympian starts very straightforward. Get eight hours of sleep a night. Make sure you recover from your exercise. There's the old saying, you don't overtrain, you under-recover. Well, I disagree. I think you can overtrain, but... I do agree with the thought that people under-recover. So sleep is important. Controlling your stress to make sure, like breathing work is super important. Getting your diet out in, using innovative compounds like Velocitol, really good post-workout to try to drive that anabolic drive in your body. And then pick, the most important thing is, if you really want to train and engage in training, find out what brings you joy when you go into the gym. My wife is an ex-ballerina, right? Dame Ballet Company, professional ballerina. She doesn't like lifting weights. But, but So if I say, let's go to the gym and lift weights, she's kind of like, eh, not so much. <laughs> but put her in a bar class, put her in Pilates, put her in something that's like a, some kind of movement class. She's dragging me in. I'm an I'm a, you know, ex-powerlifter bodybuilder. I want to put some weights on my body. I don't want to go into that class and try to lift my leg up on that bar. But so I think it's important that you just try to explore where will I have the desire to be able to show up and do it on a regular basis and feel good about myself. I think that's before we even talk about what's the right exercise, you got to get those basics down so that you feel like waking up and saying, man, I can't get can't wait to go and do that exercise. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, for me, I can't wait to go on my treadmill because then I get to watch all my television shows. It's when I give myself a yeah. chance to watch The Crown sure. or Scandal or whatever I'm watching. Right. So, I mean, for me, that does give me that motivation. And then, you know, try and jump off, do your push-ups and your lunges and your squats there and you your, all those things and jump back. I mean, I go back and forth a lot. But, yeah, no, that's great advice. It definitely is. And you have to know where you stand and gradually progress. Don't overtrain. Give yourself that rest. James has given us such good information and such a fun guest. Tell them where they can find out more about you, James Laval. Well, they can just go to jimlaval.com uh, or they can just go hashtag James Laval if they want to follow me on Twitter. And, uh, and that's it. But I really enjoy being on the show. It's, it's great talking with you. Well, thank you so much. And remember, listeners, you can listen to us on iTunes and iHeartRadio streaming. You can rate and review. You can hear us on TuneIn, Stitcher. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.